0: The man is back. OV has returned today. We will talk football. We will talk basketball. We haven't talked about uh, the new defensive coordinator hire. We haven't talked about some of the transfers, some of the commits. We'll get to that. We'll talk about the pit game that is upcoming and maybe other things as well. It's all on Lockdown Syracuse, and it starts right now. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on Locked On Syracuse. Thanks for making it your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts on this wonderful Tuesday. uh, We do have O.V. back in the building. We're always happy about that. We're also happy because we are enclosing in uh, on our 1,000 subscriber goal set during football season. As we all know, Owen will buy a family of four, five if there's a case. Uh, Some tickets to Syracuse basketball game, home game, so everybody can uh, see the team. Uh, If we get to that 1,000 mark, we are 14 subscribers away as of recording. You could be number 1,000, and if you are, I have nothing for you, uh, but you could be number 1,000, so that's exciting. Uh, If you
1: say you're number 1,000, I'll I'll give you a shout-out on here.
0: That's a terrible thing. Everyone's just going to say the number 1,000. I'll shout out a few people if a few people claim it, but we got to get to 1,000. So That's true. It wouldn't we really get there. make any sense if we weren't actually 1,000. Um, so, anyway, shout out to the people for listening, for watching. We appreciate you. If you haven't, hit that subscriber button. Please do so. It's free. Um, also, please email us at losyracuse44 at gmail.com. We want some thoughts. We want some questions about basketball, about football. There will be a mailbag episode this week, likely. Uh, So please give us your questions there. If you don't want to do it there, you can tweet at us at LO underscore Syracuse. We'll definitely see it. Uh, And we'll probably put out a tweet asking for your questions. So if you want to just reply to that, you can. So email again, LO Syracuse 44 at gmail.com, Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse uh but that takes care of housekeeping before we get into uh the big kahuna that is Rocky Long on his way to Syracuse as the new defensive coordinator this guy coming from New Mexico he is the godfather of the 335 defense he's the guy that made it popular tony white uh obviously was uh, a 335 guy himself installed that in Syracuse and Syracuse's defense, like we've talked about many a times on this podcast, carried them throughout this season. So Syracuse, of course, wanted to continue with that theme and bring in another guy. So who's better than the godfather of it, Owen? I like it. I,
1: I think it's it's a good hire, and I think it's something that fans can get behind. And I, I think we've we've grown to like the 335 because it has spurred success, right, taking Syracuse from, I believe, outside the top 100 and change in terms of defensive rating to put them right on the fringe of the top 25. So I think we've seen the success early on with it. And Yes, you know, you got some big names and some big DBs in the mix that I'm sure contributed a good amount. But when you look at what it's done, it's it's been successful. So I think it makes a lot of sense for Syracuse to stick with it. Uh, Rocky Long, as you said, the, the godfather of the three three five. I was saying earlier before we jumped on, I do like when you, you get someone off of the sort of coaching tree that, that Long's created with this three three five defense because they can add some twists and turns and their own spins. And I think it can become a little more effective possibly. And that's sort of what we see with Tony White. And he did a great job with it. So I am excited to see this. Um, apparently, I'm, I'm reading an article right now uh, by Jack Wright of, oh boy, I don't even know what I'm reading right now, of the ABQ Journal, talking about how apparently Babers reached Albuquerque. out to Long. Yeah, the Albuquerque Journal. I don't know why that didn't land for me. Um, <laughs> but apparently Babers reached out in 2019 uh, oh, really? to Long. And not necessarily sure in what capacity that was. Was it the the defensive coordinator job? What was it? Um, But that is how Zach Arnett came into the picture. And now here we go with with Rocky Long. So second time that conversation has probably happened. Uh, This time it ends up with Long coming to Syracuse and hopefully continuing the recent defensive success that you've seen.
0: Sure. Um, And that defense, some people criticize it. Others love it. Uh, Syracuse obviously loves it. And they want to keep it going. Um, let's talk about some of the transfers that we might have missed a little bit. We recorded our episode on Friday just before the Jihad Carter news took uh, to Twitter. So that's a, a miss on our part. So we did talk about Deuce. Uh, I'm just going to remind everybody of every transfer that Syracuse has lost or picked up uh, during the last couple of weeks. Jihad, Deuce Chestnut, Chad Schuster, Jeremiah Wilson jumped in the portal and jumped back out, back to Syracuse. Steve Linton, Tyler Magnuson, Dom Foster, Josh Huff, uh, Courtney Jackson, Anthony Queeley are all names of guys who are transferring out of Syracuse's program. Joe Moore, Jaden Bellamy, Jaden Gould, a couple Jadens, uh, and Braylon Ingram are the guys who Syracuse has received from the transfer portal. So they have lost a lot more than they've received thus far. There's still time, of course, Um, but a lot of people jumping ship. I think this case with um, Jeremiah Wilson was likely he didn't know the deuce was leaving. And we talked about that on the pod Um, and he jumped right back and said, all right, I could be the number one. Heck yeah. Uh, So that's probably what it was there, but a lot of defense leaving. I, I mean, I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, who's going to play in this bowl game? Obviously, I didn't even say Sean Tucker not going to the transfer portal, but he's gone to the draft. So that's another guy that is not going to play in that bowl game. There are just so many names that Syracuse is losing uh, when you talk about the offense and the defense. A huge game for LaQuint Allen, a huge game for both um, Isaiah Johnson and Jeremiah Wilson, uh, as well as Rob Hanna and – Jason Simmons, because of that safety gap that Jihad Carter is going to leave, we haven't I heard anything. In... Play. Yes, yeah, we want to see Michael play. Uh, the ones that I think I was skeptical about, and I think everybody was reading into the tea leaves a little bit too much, maybe was Caleb Okachuku as well as Marlowe Wax. We didn't know whether or not they would decide to transfer or not. Maybe they're waiting to play in the bowl game, uh, or they're not going to transfer at all, which would be the best case scenario because those are yeah. two really talented guys. Um, but right now I wouldn't say it's terrible, but it definitely isn't what you want. No, it's,
1: they've done a good, I I think when I looked at, you know, the circumstance and, and both coordinators leaving and needing to make, you know, quick hires at this point and, and being able to make quick hires, but you would expect, you know, the ball to roll a little bit, the dice to roll a little bit there, uh, with, with some names leaving. Uh, unfortunately, in terms of the Syracuse defense, because I don't think the offense really lost any heavy hitters. Um, maybe you want one of those receivers back, but it was not like the offense is losing unrecoverable guys. Uh, the defense lost, you know, the names we were excited about. We, you know, as you said, we we recorded Friday's episode right before the Jihad news came out, and we were talking about how he was maybe the most important player coming back to this defense. Uh, and, and that, I think, says what it is in terms of the importance of guys that Syracuse lost defensively to the transfer portal. Uh, I, I don't hate the guys they're bringing in. I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing them by any means because I think they've they've brought in decent transfers, given what Syracuse typically brings in in terms of transfers for football. Um, I, I think they did a decent job, but unfortunately, you're losing guys on your defense, and Litton's out, and Deuce is out, and Jihad is out. And, and those are all guys that you, you know, expected to be major contributors to this defense. And, and big-time players, all three probably could be starting or should be starting uh, next season in terms of what you're anticipating. And to lose that is you're going to need a little bit more uh, to to bring me fully back on. But I will say I I think they've done a decent job in terms of recruiting in the transfer portal thus far.
0: Yeah, definitely. A couple of really strong DBs in those Jadens. You bring in the Alabama defensive tackle, who's a former four-star, Braylon Ingram. Joe Moore is coming in to help on the offensive line. Yeah, I I think they've done a decent job thus far, considering what they've lost, and also considering the depth they have at some of those positions. I don't think it's, you know, the end of the world or anything. Uh, Let's take a quick break, uh, and then we will continue. This break brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn. Just do that, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering candidates or delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps find you the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Whew. Okay. Um, So we talked transfers. We talked Rocky long. I mentioned Sean Tucker leaving. I don't think this is a surprise that Sean's not playing in the bowl game or that he's leaving. I mean, like I said earlier on another podcast, I think this is the smart move. And like Max Chadwick, who's famous for his chat with Chadwick and, and being a PFF expert, told us, uh, Sean Tucker needs to make his money fast because NFL running backs are, you know, kind of more of a dime a dozen today than they ever have been, uh, and you've got to make your money quickly in the NFL as a running back. So he's got to go now. It's now or never. Um, there it is, chat with Chadwick. Um, but you know, Sean leaving is not a huge surprise. Him playing in the bull game is probably more of a surprise, but still not a huge one. Um, I'm I'm happy for him. I mean, I'm really happy he's one of the best running backs Syracuse has probably ever had, which is an insane thing to say, but it's true. He's been, even though his senior, not senior year, but even though his final year was not spectacular, the guy still set records, and he was still fantastic, and he still had 2,000-yard rushing seasons. Um, And obviously, Syracuse has had a multitude of great, great running backs, but that's the single-season rushing leader in Syracuse history, so you got to give him credit for that at least. Uh, but I'm happy for Sean.
1: 100%. I, I think it's selfish to be angry uh, if for a guy leaving to make money, ever. Uh, even if you disagree with the decision, I don't think you can ever fault a guy getting paid, especially as we talk with Max all the time about with a position with a lifespan as short as an NFL running back. Uh, so to go and get paid while you can get paid, is, is a decision that I, I don't think anyone is surprised about. Uh, it makes sense. I I don't think I'm personally surprised he's not playing in the bowl. Uh, it's just I don't think there's enough to gain to risk, you know, an injury in a game like that in his eyes. I saw I believe PFF has him ranked sixth on their running back list, uh, which would put him probably third round-ish. Late third round, maybe early fourth, um, which I guess makes sense. We can look into that a lot more at a later episode. Uh, but good for him, as you said, obviously, you know, a guy that I think it says something to the football that he played at Syracuse that him averaging 88 yards a game on the ground this season was a major disappointment. Uh, and I, I think that says everything that you need to know about. The expectations he was able to set because of how good he was, and he really was outstanding. And it's a guy that, you know, you need. Sh- there are big shoes to fill, and personally, I don't want to bash LeQuint Allen because I do personally like LeQuint Allen, but I would have hoped that as Sean Tucker is, you know, restoring the legacy, not restoring, um, re rekindling the legacy of the Syracuse running back, I would have wished that Syracuse brought in maybe a higher tier running back recruit during his quick time here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we all kind of thought. Um, and, you know, the Allen could be great. I mean, we don't really know yet. We haven't seen the kid. He threw a touchdown. Um, we haven't really seen the kid do anything, but uh, yeah, I mean, you would have liked to see, and and they still have time, maybe go out next season and get a guy and say look what we do with sean tucker he went to the nfl um but who knows um all right let's switch gears a little bit uh and talk some basketball pit in the dome i believe yes in the dome tonight as you're watching slash listening to this uh at 9 p.m to take on the orange Uh, very Uh, It's an exciting game. The first game of the real ACC slate. Of course, they played Notre Dame, but this is the first real ACC schedule game uh, in terms of consistent ones. Um, And a game that a lot of people thought was a cupcake, probably including us, but it's gotten a lot closer in terms of betting lines uh, and predictions. Currently, Action Network has this game at minus three and a half for Syracuse. So it's just four points. Um, that's kind of crazy. I didn't really expect that. Ken Palm says Syracuse wins by two or so. Um. You know, I don't know what, how you feel about that. I can't say I've been religiously watching pit basketball, but I do look at some of the results they've had. They beat NC state, um, which is a, a really solid win. They beat Northwestern, which is a solid win. Uh, they lost to Vanderbilt. They just beat Sacred Heart in North Florida. They haven't played a crazy schedule or anything yet. They lost to West Virginia, Michigan, and VCU earlier in the year. I honestly could see this game going either way, but in you know just thinking about how recent games against Pitt have gone, I'm a little bit worried. I think
1: right now you, you sort of hit it. This is,
0: this is anyone's
1: game. Uh, it, it really is, and I, I think it's a game that both teams are going to want early on in the ACC slate because of you know the, the number of very winnable games in the ACC. You want to capitalize on as many as humanly possible, and, and this is a tough game for both teams. I think this is very much a game that will tell you what Syracuse basketball is right now. Have they worked some things out? Are they at the level that we want them to be given the fact that they've now won five straight basketball games? Is that number irrelevant or can they continue to build, right? That's what you're getting out of this game tonight. There's a ton on the line here for Syracuse. And I think one of the biggest things is, you know, can they figure out some of those issues that we continue to see? And this is a game where those mistakes are going to be heightened once again. And Cornell is – You know, what we thought was a trap game, but still that is a game where you are very much better than the opponent. Per Ken Palm, nearly 100 spots better than the opponent. That's not the case right here. This is a team very much on your exact step, in your exact level, in terms of ranking, in terms of where you fall. And so you need to be able to show that you can minimize mistakes and and take advantage of the opponent's mishaps uh, and come out victorious here.
0: All right. I'm going to start giving you trivia on every single matchup, just because I like to. Um, you know I'm terrible at trivia. Yeah, but you'll get better. That's the whole thing. We're, we're going to help okay. each other out here. Don't worry. True. Um, of the last four games Syracuse has played against Pitt, Pitt has won three. They won the last matchup that came this past January, and then they Syracuse won a game even earlier this past January. Uh, and then Pitt took both the games in 2021. But before that, Syracuse had a win streak against Pitt. How many games did they win in a row before that, for those four games? I don't
1: know. That's a good one because they had the garbage years, like the really, really big-time garbage years. Um, I'm trying to think the last time Pitt would have won. This is a rivalry of
0: streaks, by the way.
1: Yeah, this is, you're killing me with streaks. I, I'm going to say, I don't think it's, it's not double digits. That seems too high. What what about six?
0: That's close. It was seven. Seven.
1: I, I felt like seven in a row. Seemed too high, five seemed too low.
0: From January 16th, 2018 to February 26th, 2020, Syracuse won every game against Pitt. Uh, that's seven games right there, and then they lost three out of the last four. So, anyway, that's what I'm talking about. In terms of, I'm a little bit worried because those pit teams that they lost to recently were super not good, and they lost at home. They lost, remember that game they lost at home. I believe it was your senior year of college. Yeah, uh, they lost by three, sixty-three to sixty on the home floor. That game was so bad, and was kind of the game where everybody was like, "It's over, it's over." And then they ended up going to the tournament, Sweet 16. But anyway. um And then what, what ends play. up
1: being the next basketball game that they play, which was a 20-point victory, like over a week later. I think there was a COVID
0: pause. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Then the they went game. to Pitt and got killed by 20, yeah. 96-76. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um Okay, let's take one more quick break, and then we'll give you predictions. This one brought to you by the NHTSA. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even Nebraska. Okay, even in states where marijuana is legal, that means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell, yo. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can show your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So if you think you're fine to drive while you're in the matrix, you're not. Because the bottom line is if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, you get a DUI paid for by the NHTSA or TSA. I almost got through that one cleanly. I ad libbed that part about the Matrix too. I'm getting good at these. What about the
1: Nebraska part? Is that written? That was an
0: ad lib too. Yeah, I threw that in there.
1: You're 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 good, man. Really good. Hey, I I take this seriously. It's
0: my craft.
1: As you should. Um, I like that you, you add your own spice, just a dash.
0: I'm trying to get people serious about this. Um, Okay, let's talk predictions for Pitt. Uh, Syracuse taking on Pitt in the Dome tonight. Owen, are you
1: going? I am. I will be there. He'll
0: go. He's going to be there. I will be Say hi to Owen. Thank you. Props to my my cousin's boyfriend. Hooking it up with a ticket. Huge from cousin's boyfriend. I was there uh, for the Georgetown game, and I was sitting on those seats Hey, I bought last second tickets for too much money. And I was sitting like at the Georgetown tunnel, like right above it. Oh, nice. Yeah, with the good seats. Uh, And they have those like almost inflatable, like they they look really nice. Honestly, I was like, I really want one of these. the squishy Um, cushion. Yeah, but it, it was like, it was not as comfortable as it looks.
1: Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure it beats a steel bench.
0: Totally. 100%. I was just like. I was just like, I don't know. Anyway, have fun at the game. Get Owen, I don't don't know, know. get him some food or something because he gives you so many laughs and giggles. Um, Wow, yeah. Anyway, we're working on a a three-and-a-half point line here. Syracuse is favored. Who you got in this one, O.V.? I,
1: oh, I hate that I'm I'm falling to the Ken Palm trap right now. I I think this is a shoot-the-gap game. I think this is a Syracuse win, but no cover. I wow. take
0: them by exactly three. Okay. Um, you know, I want to say that they're going to win by more than four points or three points, but I'm worried that they're not going to win at all. I'm worried that they're going to get hit That's in a the reality. face by ACC play. That is a real. And Judah Mintz is going to be like, I got to play against these guys, but maybe he'll just dog them because he is him. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with my gut though. And I'm going to say they do not cover, uh, I'm going to say pit covers. I, I'm going to say, I'm, I kind of want to agree with you and say, it's a shoot the gap really close. It feels like a
1: shoot the gap kind of game. I might say 66, 63.
0: Wow. That would be a vintage score.
1: I'll I'll go with you.
0: I'll go with you on that one. I'm not going to pick a score though. I'm just going to say that. Remember when Syracuse win.
1: Remember when this was supposed to be the Dior Johnson revenge game?
0: Yeah, is he even playing. No. Owen's face went from giggling to just straight face. Yeah, sorry, I know he has troubles with the law these days. I just don't know. Uh, we never what talked his about. That. I, I mean, talk no, because I'm not trying to rub it in his bullet. face.
1: Talk about a dodged bullet.
0: People really wanted to talk, you know, smack to. I, were you in the podcast when we did the Dior Johnson episode, or was that during the Brad Klein era?
1: That was the Brad Klein era.
0: People were talking smack to us when we did a podcast about him going to Pitt. And I said on the podcast, I don't even know if he'll ever play a game for Pitt. And look at that. Um,
1: remember when we committed him? He was top 10. And then I remember it all. He was 100.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Dior, I I actually do wish him the best in the future, and I hope he curves his ways. Uh, anyway. That's all we got. We both take Syracuse in a close game, but pit to cover. Uh, can um, I
1: throw something out here? Go ahead, man. If Syracuse loses this game, it is because the first ten minutes finally caught up to them.
0: Yeah, totally. That's why I said the, the slow yesterday. start
1: is inexcusable, and it is going to hit them. And if Syracuse loses this basketball game, I do not think it's because. This game was back and forth the entire time. I think it is because Syracuse started slow. Pitt did what every team has done, even in this five-game win streak for Syracuse. If Pitt does that, I think it might be too good a team. And it's is not an incredible basketball team by any means, but this could be too good a team for you to dig yourself out of that hole, and that will be why Syracuse loses this basketball game if they lose. I still say 66-63 win, but if they lose – that is why.
0: I'm with you there. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today. Go make your second one of the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's on Valentine. We'll see you later.